0: Good evening and welcome to Horror. I'm Lee.
1: I'm
0: Chris. And I am Adam. Yes. Um, So we are all here again uh, for our new now weekly uh, podcast during this time of uh, everybody needing support. We thought the least we could do is try and support you all and uh, give you all a bit of company, uh, even if it's us bunch of fuckwits. Um, Yeah, it might not be the most comforting but you know <laughs> it's all we can offer unfortunately i mean exactly
2: i would like to offer sakura in some other way but i've never been quite explicit about what it is other than vaguely sounding.
0: <laughs> and i ain't offering that no god no um so uh as we've all been locked in our houses and unable to leave so we've obviously all been smashing through a whole load of content over the last seven days.
1: Chris, what have you watched since we last recorded? Uh, well, I've seen the, the finish of Game of Thrones.
0: Oh, What did you think?
1: Yeah, I, I thought it was quite good in the end. I, I wasn't sure about the second to final episode. Yeah. It, I, I suppose, you know, it seemed to make sense that uh, this is spoiler-heavy. Uh, yeah, yeah, skip forward next so, five minutes if you've not yeah, seen Game of Thrones. Yep, yeah, if you're like the last person in the world to have not seen it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Daenerys going mad makes sense. Her father did. Yeah. Um, Jon didn't, even though he had the Targaryen bloodline. Um, yeah. He was arguably the most sane out of everybody in the whole thing, um, aside from falling in love with Daenerys. But so, yeah, and like she'd just seen her friend die and she definitely got in her head that she was the good person. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess that all did make sense. It, it, it might have just been that it was very harrowing to see just how awful. And yet I imagine serious war is pretty bad. You know, yeah. If you've got essentially a dragon is like lots of bombs going off. If you've got that, it's probably not much fun for the people getting caught up in it. Um, obviously, she took it quite far, t- you know, essentially oh, blown up the entire city. <laughs> <sedan. laughs> <laughs> it, it just seemed a bit funny when she's saying, you know, now I will rule over you. Well, there's about four people left, you But, you know, it's. Yeah. No. And the whole
0: and then, thing previously is no rulers, everyone should be able to look after themselves. And then she was actually like, do you know what? I've kind of got past that now.
1: So. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, I, I think, and then. I was thinking, how are they gonna now end this in a satisfying way? And I did think, I did really like the choice at the end for Bran to become the king. That seemed yeah. to make the most sense. Yeah. Because um, was like, otherwise, what was his role in a way, like being the Raven, they would've had to have a whole spin-off about whatever he does, you know. So, because he kind of didn't do that much, exactly. He, he gave them information, and he was sort of watching what was going on. Mm. But, yeah, it sort of felt like he perhaps should have had a bit more of a significant role. Um, well, he, and then he, I like... it sort
2: of goes sort of... a bit Dr. Manhattan, doesn't it?
1: Where I it's like...
2: Uh, Dr. Manhattan from Watchmen, where it's like he knows everything is going... What's going to happen?
1: And he just so watches he, it happen. So
2: he just shuts down almost. Yeah. He yeah. cannot affect anything. Or mm.
1: feels that he doesn't affect anything, yeah. 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 Um, and then Aya and the Hound, I quite liked the way they finished. That, you know, he showed his kinder, compassionate side to her that he's never done for anyone else. And so yeah. like, I think, yeah, there were quite a lot of really good bits that I thought did tie up well. And then obviously John losing his now love and going back to the wall. And um, so, yeah, I, I thought they'd, by that point, I was like, okay, no, I'm, I'm happy with this. It's, it's pretty good yeah um, and i guess it's very difficult the amount of big twists they had throughout it's got to be really hard to do
0: and everybody's going to have their own character their own favorite characters is a thing so yeah. i don't think it was going to end successfully or satisfactorily for <laughs> everybody um, no. but yeah that ending i thought for me made the most sense and mm. was the most kind of believable really um Yeah, and I really liked it. So I know a lot of people were upset. Well, not upset about it, but (coughs) slightly disappointed. But I mean, it's the biggest show on TV in the last decade or whatever. You can't please everybody with how it's going to eventually wrap up, can you? And
1: and their signature was most of the people you like or don't like or start off not liking, then like, then don't like again, probably will die.
0: (laughs) See, again, that was the thing that...
1: I'd like to go back and rewatch
0: it all again because mm. the way that the characters, I think Adam and I, uh, we discussed it previously, saying it's one of those shows where somebody can be the worst villain in one season yeah. and then by the next season, yeah. or you're crime. amazed at how much you it's like awesome. them
1: I love that guy. Like, yeah. And, and that shows the it acting. It's good.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they don't really, even when they do that, they don't really excuse them. No, you know what? Do you know what I mean? It's like you have people who you understand better, but they they have done
1: terrible things
2: yeah. and continue to do them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah um,
0: and, and
1: I suppose Jamie was probably the best example. I think when, um, yeah, when he was with the I've forgotten the name, the actor, like it? brioche,
0: <laughs> brioche. <laughs> it's when he's with brianna yeah, yeah, no, that. yeah that's
1: it oh, yeah and then she's obviously falling in love with him so she's convinced he's good when he's obviously not good at all and then oh. when he just spells it out to her it's like actually it's kind of interesting for them to show him having that much self-awareness because yeah you know you'd think you might want to block some of that out but um it's just like no i'm going to own this that's who i am you know I'm just it's, gonna, it's it's yeah. exactly
0: the same as you were saying with um, obviously with Daenerys it's it's mm. the same you know like in her she was the good one all the way through and in her mind at the end she still obviously yeah. believed that what she was doing was because nobody ever thinks this is truly evil but I'm yeah. done. I don't think anybody in history has ever done that I think people Doesn't think they're it. making the right call they're just mm. not
1: well I thought it was interesting I mean they seem to be portraying it esque, you know would you agree they they dressed her up in oh yes yeah. sort of yeah, yeah. fairly dark and then you know the way she was uh announcing to them the greatness um yeah uh, so it was i thought it was good overall excellent and, um, and it leads into oh. tonight's film
0: it does yes it certainly do um yes. Yes, yeah, so which which is funny because as soon as he came on screen, and I remember mm-hmm. what Adam used to refer to him as in Game of Thrones, I literally laughed up mm-hmm. my cottage cheese. Um, so so well done. Um, Adam, what have you been watching since our last uh, meeting?
2: Uh, well, we I watched me and Claire watched Gorilla, uh, the Taking of Patty Hurt. So that's okay. Gorilla as in urban, not Gorilla as in in the myth. Yes. So, um, which is which is just that's a documentary I've been meaning to catch up on for so long. Yeah, and finally did interesting documentary, but I mean it doesn't. They leave it very open ended as to how because I mean if you if you know the case, it's basically uh, she was the heiress to a large fortune and then was kidnapped by a terrorist organization in the seventies, uh, and she ended up she was the the sort of person who introduced Stockholm Syndrome to the world because she basically ended up going out and robbing banks with them and basically joined
0: the army. That's right. I yeah. vaguely remember.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, to, to give you an idea of quite how trashy a story it is, she's big friends with John Waters now, so and that's has like, been in like a couple of his movies. So
0: that's all we uh, need to know, really. <laughs>
2: exactly, but no, that's. So that, that was a that was a good documentary, but I also and uh, this was a recommendation from uh, Timbal Bobby mm-hmm. of uh, Not for Everyone podcast. Go and listen to the Not for Everyone podcast, people. Yeah. We tell you every episode, but we're going to tell you every episode. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think I think over the time that we've sort of like been corresponding with Bobby, um, he's he's come to understand. Certainly, with me and you, Lee, the kind of things where it, what to recommend, etc. Yeah, and he recommended that I watch the platform, uh, which is a Spanish film. It's on Netflix. I do recommend. I do recommend. It's basically. It was a bit like. Uh, you. Uh, okay. As much as it's like a high concept sci-fi, but it's uh, a man wakes up and he's in a. It's uh, set in a prison block, but it's a series of vertical cells with a hole running down the middle of the building. Yeah. And every day, that hole is then has a platform that is sort of gravity-defying comes down through the cells, mm. and and it's never made quite clear why. Uh, but at the top of it, they've got like proper, like sort of gourmet, cuisine meals prepared. Mm. And it's like, you know, sort of like it's like a master chef wedding, you know, proper sort of like lots of lots of pompsy grubs, things like that, you know, and all the all the all the finest sort of food and everything. And the platform descends to each cell as it goes on, and basically, there's enough on the it's obviously a kind of a sort of social exercise because there's enough on the platform to feed everyone, but obviously. Everyone just takes and takes and takes. Mm, yeah. So as it as it descends through, people are like reduced to scraps. Hmm. And then the further down it goes, people are starving to death. Yes. Yeah. And it's uh, yes, yeah, this it's the story of that. And you, as you as they go through it, the uh, the main protagonist is randomly, uh, all the inmates are randomly reassigned to different cell blocks. Oh, okay. Um, so he he starts off. I think it's in they're in the forties, or something like that. And then, um, and then they get dropped down to like sort of a, I think it's like sort of two hundred or something like that. So they get really bumped down. Him and his first cellmate, uh, and his first cellmate decides that he's going to eat him. And nice. Sort of, yeah, and uh, yeah, brutal and harsh and quite sort of thought provoking. I think it's one that would, I certainly would say. I would say to both of you watch it, particularly Chris, I think you'd because yeah. I think it's one of those ones where it just sort of like really, you just spend your whole time going on, oh, you know, like sort of working your mind over it because everyone, basically everyone who goes into the uh, block is, they're allowed to take a possession and mm. he takes a book. He's gone, volunt- this, the main protagonist has gone voluntarily in there because he can earn a diploma. And he's <laughs> taken Don Quixote with him because he's never read it and he thinks it would be a good opportunity to do that. Having not been fully made aware of how the system works no. uh, and the first cellmate he's in with is a guy who basically spells it out to him. Uh, but he his uh, object that he's chosen is a uh, particular knife that he saw on a shopping channel advert. And, uh, so, and the majority of people seem to have chosen sort of weapons and things like that So, Mm. and as it goes on you've got a a woman who rides the platform now and then who's um searching for her child and at first it's like you know well we should help her because of everything and then they're going oh yeah but whichever by the way before she rides the platform she always kills whoever she's been put in a cell with (laughs) and sort of so and it's like there's a lot of gray areas but it's also at the moment, quite prescient, just on the basis that it's like, yes, there is enough to go around for everyone, but mm. a select few bunch of greedy cunts have taken everything it <laughs> anywhere else. Yeah. So yeah, very fitting uh, for the moment.
0: Yeah,
2: it's um, but no. Uh, so top marks, Bobby. I, mm. uh, yeah, I really enjoyed. I uh, I enjoyed that, and uh, yeah, that probably says more about me than anything else. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that, I think that's that, I think that's the only two that I've uh, of note that I've watched this week. Yeah, Ooh, I did get through the DVD. I haven't watched it yet, but I have got through the DVD of uh, Dreamland, the Pontypool um, uh, with, yes, yes. The cruise, like weird follow up that I was saying about. Yeah. Um, so I'll let you guys know once
0: I've once I've watched that. Excellent. Um, yeah, so there we are. Sounds very good. Um, I have been super busy. Um, Lady Jennifer isn't joining us this evening, as uh, you would no doubt have noticed by now, um, because she has seen our main uh, movie this evening uh, and said, although she remembers quite enjoying it, she didn't really care to go back and watch it again, which is fine. Um, Mm -hmm. Which is a shame because her and I have got through a load of films. So I'm going to have to discuss them all now without her. the first movie I definitely watched without her uh, last weekend. I watched Velosa Pastor. <laughs> oh yeah, Any good. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, a genuine. What could
1: go genuine, wrong? hey? Uh, eh? What could go wrong?
0: Exactly. It's so uh, the story is a pastor's parents are murdered, um, and he decides uh, to go on a, a like a quest basically to get a change of scenery and get away from everything. So he goes to China and ends up accidentally getting kind of cursed um, so that he can turn into a dinosaur. Um, he then comes back to the US, tries to return to being a priest, uh, but he decides instead that he much prefers uh, taking on villains and crime bosses and ninjas with his new superpower of being able to turn into a dinosaur um yeah it's as mental as it sounds and it's brilliant i really enjoyed it it's nice and sh- it's like an hour and 20 or something um but yeah like it's quite funny and it moves along at a fair pace um yeah and it, it's really i mean considering how low budget and everything it is it's uh, like a couple of the other films actually i'm gonna discuss this evening. Um, it's obviously shot for a very low budget, but they've managed to still make it look incredible because anyone can get hold of a decent camera now without too much trouble. And as long as you've got a bit of an idea about lighting. Um, yeah, anybody can make something passable. So uh, that's what they did. And that's a definite recommend for me. So uh, check out Velocipasta. Um, we then followed that up with Scream. Went back and watched the original Scream again for mm-hmm. the first time in ages. Oh, wow. How did that hold up? Uh, yep, that is still a five star movie. Mm. It's 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 funny the 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 opening credits come up and it looks really dated and shit. And I was like, oh, maybe this isn't going to hold up as well as I hoped it would. Um, as soon as that is that title's screen is off, yeah, you just fall straight back into it, and it's a it's an incredible movie. Absolutely brilliant. It's uh. Yeah, they squeeze so much into such a short runtime to keep it all uh, moving along. Yeah, it, it's it's excellent. It's still as funny and as gory, and it still makes you jump despite the fact you know everything that's going to happen in it. Yes. Um, yeah. So that was good. Um, the next night we followed that up with Final Girls, which is a low oh, budget yeah. movie, a uh, well, lower budget. <laughs> um, Adam, it's the girl from American Horror Story. She played the daughter in the first season, I believe. Oh, Uh, I know who you mean, yeah. yeah, And and she plays one one of the main witches in Coven. Yeah, yeah, she does. Um, So she has lost her mother to an accident, and her mother wanted to be an actress. She was in a slasher film um, and had trouble getting work because of it. And on the anniversary of her accident, uh, a local uh, cinema shows the film. She goes along to it and ultimately her and a group of her friends accidentally get sucked into the film and have to try and survive to the end of it. Um, so it's a bit like Last Action Hero meets mm-hmm. Final All Destination. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, really good, really good fun. Jennifer, I don't sure if Jennifer would like it because, as I say, it's lower budget and stuff. Um you know she really enjoyed it. It's really funny. it's <clears throat> it's one of those it's primarily a comedy. So you don't take the plot too seriously or try and you know second guess and work it all out. you just sit and go with it and laugh your ass off. Um, yeah, and it's excellent, which is a good you could use of any at the time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And then final thing I watched this morning, I got up early and watched Red State. Um, Oh, man. (coughs) That's um, Kevin Smith. It is Kevin Smith, yeah. 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 The uh, religious. Yeah, Uh, I Mm. saw it when it first came out and really enjoyed it, and I've not watched it again since. Uh, I forgot how cheap it looks.
3: Mm.
0: Like It's funny mm. because that's obviously got a bigger budget. But that looks like an indie film. Like, it's all kind of shaky cam, and it's not really... Despite the fact it's famous people and stuff in it, it starts off pretty... Not poorly shot, but it looks like it's been done on a much smaller budget, and I think perhaps it had. Um, oh, I think I think it was, because I think at that
2: point, it was like... I mean, even then, the highest budget film he'd done was probably Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah. So... You know, so it was still it still wasn't going to be a lot of money, but I know what you mean. There's a weird sort of there's a weird sort of feeling to it where it does feel like it's a, in no way bad, <clears throat> but like it feels like it's a good low budget movie, and then for no good reason there's famous people in it, and it and it sort of creates a distance where you're like.
3: Yeah, but how did they afford
0: John Goodman? Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. It is, and, and John Goodman is the one as well that you just like, mm. how did that? But, um, but yeah, I, again, just as good a... Like, <clears throat> I talk about a film to stir your emotions. Like, yeah. just the the dislike that you have, which obviously was his, his target for it all, the dislike you have for that religious group is just mm. so immense. Yeah. Um, yeah, so when it all kind of kicks off, it does create this very strange sort of disconnect where you like. I know there's women and children and stuff in there, mm. but I really want them to storm that compound and just kill everybody and not yeah. leave any evidence behind. And it's and I, I think it's, it's it does a great job, yeah, of showing you how how easily. Again, John Goodman is clearly a good guy. He's put in this situation. He's got to do what is best, which is to. Mm to neutralize the situation but ultimately you know if the media catch up on it excuse me he's going to be demonized depending on how it all plays out um so the fact well, it, be- de- it depends by
2: who it, <coughs> one section of the media he'll be a hero and one section of the media he will be like you say satan mm. um and but also it's that thing where you know in any of those circumstances that lack of knowledge of what is going on inside yeah utterly fucks the whole situation where there's too many variables it's like there's no way out
0: of it as a, no there's no good way out of it yeah anyway, no. So. no definitely um yeah so I forgot just what a well-written and amazingly acted film that is so uh mm. anyone who's never seen red state if you're like me not really a fan of kevin smith um <laughs> then yeah and, and i very nearly didn't watch that just because i don't like
1: the majority it's, it's of very different films. to pretty much all his other oh
0: it's worlds apart from anything he ever did it, and it's, it, it's it's really only really if you showed it
2: to someone i think it's one of the few where people wouldn't pick up they're watching a Kevin Smith film. Mm. It doesn't. It doesn't take place in the view-askew universe. Yeah. The, the sort of all of his, what the giant and Silent Bob films do, like Clarks yeah. and rats and so on. Um, and it doesn't even have something like Tusk, which is just sort of twisted but still comedic. Yeah. And still has an intent there where it's like. Yeah, we're going to do gross-out bits, we're going to do horrible bits, but this is not necessarily... And we're going to have Johnny Depp, for no good reason, doing a stupid <laughs> and cracking around in a false nose. So, <laughs> but Red State genuinely is sort of... That is a serious, odd blip in his canon, definitely. Yeah. I would say, if you've not seen it, Lee... If you've watched Red State and enjoyed it... Yeah. Try The Sacrament.
0: Okay. It's... I'm, I, I remember think... that coming out a little while ago. Yeah. It's it's one of the few... It's Adam
2: Green or somebody? No, I think I'm fairly certain. It might be. It might be. You might need to look this up. But it might be the same director as House of the Devil.
0: I think you could be right.
2: Yeah. and if, But seriously, that follows a very similar, it treads a very similar path to Red State. And it's essentially, uh, it's basically the Jonestown Massacre. Yeah. But it's the mm. Jonestown Massacre. No, you're occurred. right. It's Ty West. It. That's it? Yeah, That's yeah. It. Um, and it's, yeah, it's basically the Jonestown Massacre, if it occurred now so uh, cuz i thought how are you going to do this cuz it is kind of a found footage movie but it's a found footage movie because it's by vi- like vice journalists going in oh, okay so, you know like mm-hmm. sort of like basically just a like a team of 3 sort of posh guys with a camera going in to check it out um but that is that in a very similar way to red state it plays out in a very s- sort of similar sort of way Definitely worth worth a watch.
0: i put the, that on my list of definite stuff yeah. to check out because, yeah, I've forgotten how, the, good, how good Red State was. So. Yeah, and the guy who plays,
2: I think he's just called Father in it, but he is essentially Jim Jones. Mm. It's And this is going to be a weird reference, but he is the guy who runs a gas station in No Country for Old Men. Yes. You know, at one point yep. where he's doing the coin flip mm. with yeah, uh, the and yeah, and he played, and he is fucking incredible. Oh, really? Like, to the point where it's like, the last thing I saw you in, you were like a hapless victim. Yeah. You know, you were essentially like just a guy, an ordinary guy. Was, and now you are just this hypnotic cult leader. And yeah, so, yeah, if you've watched That's Red Clay recently, the, the sacrament is a real
0: companion piece to that. Right, yeah. that is definitely rocketed up my list of things to watch.
2: Yeah,
0: excellent. Much like Red State is obviously quite intense, but yeah, it's yeah, fucking well worth it. It is. It, it, it. I'd forgotten just how kind of tense it is, really. Um, because it's. I'd, I'd forgotten how long a movie it is. You know, it's an hour and forty-four minutes or whatever. It is. Um. Mm. But yeah, all I really remembered was the very beginning of them getting drawn to that trailer, yeah, and then the very end, um, uh, yeah, of, of like the the standoff and and what subsequently happens after that, and yeah, I'd forgotten all the stuff in between, um, yeah, yeah, and it's just it's incredible, as you say, really suspenseful. It's it's it is definitely a serious movie, but the elements of comedy that they drop in are... Fantastic as well. Yeah, because
2: you've you've got the guy from um, Usual Suspects in there as well, who's like the uh, advisor for John Goodman, and That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's
0: in the whole nine yards as well. I think.
2: Yeah, and and obviously Michael Parfitt is just fucking just perfect in it. Yeah. 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 Actually, the thing that is basically, I mean, Red State is basically the Westboro Baptist Church. And a bit.
3: yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, but if you've ever, I don't know if you've ever seen them. Yeah, they, uh, Louis Theroux did a few documentaries mm. at the Westboro Baptist Church, mm. and they, uh, I mean, the, uh, to give you an idea, the first time he went and met them, uh, the documentary I think is called The Most Hated Family in America.
0: Mm. Ah, um, I've just yeah. funny last week. I picked two episodes out of um, Louis Theroux because I've never seen it. And last week I watched the the Vegas Gambler one and the the Tiger one, obviously. Oh, um, the Joe Exotic one, yeah,
2: yeah. Because yeah, uh, like I say, that's where Cl- so Claire was Claire was down with Joe Exotic long before the rest of the world was. Uh, <laughs> no um, <laughs> but uh, but in- interesting enough, because you watch Tiger King and then you go back and watch that, and you can spot the various people who are in.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, there's, there's a, lot, a few sort of the guys that have dotted around and you can see them and everything. But that Vegas gambling one, there's that one guy in that who is so fucking intense.
0: The guy's losing, losing is... all his money and he's getting more That's
2: and the more one. angry. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he is like, you, you're like, I, I really don't want to hang around with you. Because he is just
0: so. I was just waiting for him to snap the whole yeah. time. like he, I was he, like, this is he gonna. Feels end-
2: like yes. he, Yeah, he's either gonna punch someone or go go back to his room and blow his fucking brains out. He's like, like just horrid, really yeah. Sort of. Yeah, that is a that is a tense world. if you get the chance, do check out the UFO one as well because some of the some of the people on there and. This is this is interesting because this was because obviously he did the, epi- the Jimmy Savile uh, one. Mm-hmm. Louis Drew okay. went and spent time with Jimmy Savile, and um, like he so he stayed in contact with Jimmy Savile after the documentary. Mm-hmm. And the DVD of Weird Weekends that Sarah had from years ago actually has an option where it's Louis and Jimmy watching the episodes and you can drop in at certain points. And and the interesting thing is how quick Jimmy Savile is just to go, well, he's a charlatan and I can see through him and it's like, like for like.
0: Oh, really? You know so I mean? he can it's see his own traits.
2: In, yeah. He, he recognises immediately who the sort of like, well, he's on the con. He, he, he's up to something. And it's really interesting. <laughs> Although the best bit about it is just at one point because there's Louie, <laughs> Louis goes and meets some uh, like hip-hop artists and starts doing his own rap, which is just <laughs> incredible. I not um, watch that. Oh, no, no, do watch it, because it's just worth it just to see just the, the disconnect of Louis Tarou throwing down a rap track <laughs> to see, the point of... Like, that I might make
1: explode. Yeah, I was yeah. just about to say, I think that might the be so embarrassing to watch my yeah, face. No, that's, very, true, that's
2: very true. <laughs> But yeah, but in, in that, then, and like there's, you can, like I say, you can watch it with these cutaways to him and Jimmy Savile watching the bloody thing. And it, he just goes, uh, and then Jimmy Savile goes, Oh, did I tell you I invented rap music? And he goes off and gets this cassette and plays it to him. He's going, There you go, look, that's rap music. And he plays in this thing. And he, and he switches it off and he goes, And do you know what i bought with the proceeds of that? And so he just went, Bag of Crisps. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> yeah but um those, there's there's a lot of good louis through and the wrestling one is particularly great as well um, that's, that's but UFOs seriously because there are there's people in that who are it, he meets both ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. you get the guys who are you know the, the poor unfortunates the true believers you know people who are in a bad state because they of what they believe has happened to them in terms of, you know, have they been abducted? Have they been contacted? Also, followed by the guy who is selling like mesmer discs for 60 quid a pop as alien startlers mm. to people who are <laughs> ufologists and stuff like that. and nice. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm definitely gun,
0: checking that
2: out. An alien gun. It's an anti alien gun. You pull the trigger, nothing happens. Of course, it doesn't. You're not an alien. <laughs> it's
0: like
2: you know it's yes. the most sort of sort of dodgy yeah
0: it's fantastic so yeah that's definitely worth a <laughs> watch sounds good um, right shall we crack on with the uh, main movie for this evening let's make like a mythical sea creature and crack on <laughs> um, this was your suggestion Adam um, and I've got to yeah. say <coughs> excuse me I remember, I seem to remember watching this more than I actually think. I I think it came out, I bought it on DVD when it was released, I watched it, and I don't think I've seen it again since. So when it started, I was like, oh, I don't know how this is going to hold up, because I've not seen it in 18 years. But uh, I won't go into spoiler territory. Chris, what did you make of Uh, dogs? Hang hang on. Oh, hang on, hang
2: on. Remember... We had a bit of advice from uh, Bobby as well. Ooh. do we think do, we've got to judge whether we think Chris likes this or not?
1: Ah, uh, yes.
2: I th- I think, particularly bearing in mind Chris's
0: other viewing currently at the moment,
2: yeah, I think he would have enjoyed this. But
0: yeah. Yes, I I'm I'm on the same boat as well. I think Chris would totally have loved this because it's got. It's got everything. It's got the action, the comedy, it's stupid, it's gory, it's well thought out. Uh, Yeah, I think it's got everything that Chris would like. So, Chris, what did you make
1: of Dog Soldiers? I'd just like to say, I hope I give you the shits. It is
2: an immensely quotable film. I can't quite how much. Massively. Yeah, Claire, Claire. Claire said that possibly her favourite line in any movie ever is now dogs, more like pussies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Claire. Watched it as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Claire, excellent.
2: Most of Claire's been watching most of the the films we've been covering. Uh, she, she's playing the sims so as she does, but you know, she <laughs> but this one I think this drew her in a lot more <laughs> in a weird way. You know, it was like some. Sometimes it'll be, you know, I can tell that that Claire's thinking, right, well, what's happened here then? You know, if it's like something something with more of a build or more suspense or something, I think, because that was was definitely what Claire really liked about Near Dark was how quickly you just get to the point of Near Dark. And similarly similarly with this,
1: yeah. Yeah. I think that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So yes, Chris. So yeah, yeah, you're you're both right. I, I found um, it got better and better. So as the story unfolded, I, you know, I really started to think, yeah, this is getting good. Um, I do. it was a nice scene setting up the um, and you have to remind me of his name, Ryan, the special forces guy from yeah. Game of Thrones. Um, I forgotten the actor's name. Liam ah. Cunningham. Yeah, and I yeah, so.
0: referred to him as Captain Friendzone when we discussed No, that's not
2: Captain <laughs> Friendzone. Is it not? No, Captain Friendzone is the one who's oh, moving after Mary. Oh, yes, off. you're he's right. Sorry, yeah. He's a He's Sir Davas. He's he's yes, Shedavish, Shedavish, that's right. it. He's got, yeah. he's got wooden fingers, and he hung around with... He dropped the Geordie accent. Um, <laughs> he's actually Irish as well, Liam I mean, with a name like Liam Cunningham. It's a fairly Irish name, as it stands. But, yeah, so... He's, so Chris has seen him
1: not doing his real voice. Uh, mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so so the scene of him shooting the dog in the head and the, uh, uh, what's his name? Cooper. The, Cooper, yes, thank you. Yeah, and, and, you know, the fact that he's very unhappy about that. Um, mm. I, I, I like that sort of thing at the start. You know, or fairly early on, because um, it, yeah, it sets it up for okay. You know what you think of both of these guys. You could say it's a bit straightforward, but yeah, it's uh, it worked well, I thought. And so yeah, as it progressed, um, and then you don't. Uh, what do you learn later on? You you don't know exactly their involvement, do you? And you start to see the the squad. And they think they're on a training mission mm. and and as it goes on you start to sort of see some clues throughout or or the sort of ideas oh there's something a bit funny going on here that's um, like who's involved and obviously it turns out he's yeah. involved yeah um, yeah so like that that was really good just that that sort of came about um, yeah and then the woman as well who you start to like when she helps and then the uh so the, the sergeant um he he's the actor from Event Horizon, isn't he? He's Sean is he Pertwee. The...
2: Sean Pertwee, who Sean
1: Pertwee,
2: yeah, the at Sean Pertwee.
1: And what what's he in Event Horizon? Is is he the? He's the he's the pilot in Event Horizon. Pilot, right? yeah. Okay, yeah. So so he's great. Um, and yeah, but his guts fell out, and they're trying to shove them back in. Like, and so at that point, I wasn't quite sure. I was thinking, is that it's funny? Is it meant to be funny? I wasn't too sure. And but as it progressed, it's like, okay, clearly, yeah, there's more and more humour. Yeah,
0: yeah, and um, I think the humour in this is fantastic. And again, Sean Pertwee is such a great actor. Yeah, um,
1: yeah,
0: in this especially, I'd forgotten, I did make a note actually, I'd forgotten just what a great actor he, he really is. Mm. Um. But yeah, the the way he does do his panic is more believable than anybody else.
1: Um, yeah, a, the end of scene, he, as he was turning as well, I thought that was really good. Yeah, yeah. But yes. Yeah. But, yeah, but it's
2: also because of quite how unflappable, you know, he's taking it in his stride. Mm. And then as it sort of goes off, and it's like, well, if he's worried, Yeah.
3: It's,
2: it's really sort of um, obviously, yeah, for. for uh, for listeners who want to hear more, more of uh, us licking Sean Pertwee uh, and, a new one because of just how great he fucking is go and listen to us do, uh, covering Event Horizon yeah, yeah. so, uh, so F- I, F- I
1: episode
2: 54 what else has he been in um oh there's well it's tons of stuff funny enough the, the director of this Neil Marshall mm. um did another film called Doomsday and he's in that and that is um that's a fucking great film as well. Oh, I that hated that film. Did you? <laughs> I, oh. did. I thought it was absolutely awful. Oh no, uh, it's, just, it's just a series of... It's basically... It's basically just a set of... It's,
0: it is It is. A, lo- a, a lot of New other York, movies. But in Scotland.
2: Yeah, it's Escape from New York in Scotland. It's also Mad Max. And then, utterly weirdly out of the blue, suddenly it's Excalibur. With fucking Malcolm McDowell like, <laughs> and like Haldren, and yeah, but I, I, I still love that. Um, he um, but yeah, he, he's in that, and he's he's also the he's also the on-off voice of MasterChef. Oh. He's his, and he's doing his posh voice as he talks about they're serving land three ways. <laughs> <laughs> you of a of you. And a mustard tartlet covered in an old man's fanny. <laughs> this is this is the kind of dishes they're serving on there. They've got to try and impress Greg Um But uh, he's he was uh, also in and a... he's obviously he's John Pertwee's son. Yeah. Uh, like um, so. Um, and it's a. I think it's a proper testament because obviously I'm a massive Doctor Who fan. Is that I, I, I think I can't remember. If I was, it might have been Dogs is It was something I was watching with Sean Pertwee in it. And I was going, do you know, he'd be a really good fucking doctor. <laughs> and it hadn't actually occurred to me, oh, yeah, because his fucking dad was. <laughs> but I wasn't even thinking in that sort of connective sense. It was just yeah. purely on the basis of him. I just think he would be quite good. He'd be quite Chris Eccleston about it. But, yeah, he's... um No, he really is... Um He's really brilliant in this. He's brilliant in my... You know, I've really... I know I know a lot of people find him a bit too cockney, but
0: no, he's but Cockney is Cockney, but not there are people out there like that though, that's the thing. And yeah, I think he's he, not he, yeah. I don't, personifies he does, that. He doesn't go full Danny Dyer. No, no.
2: So, you know, I think it remains within the bounds of reality. You know.
0: Is that, um, it, it was great in the first time I ever saw him was a film called I D. Yes. About nice. the football hooligans. Now That's that. Great film. Fantastic movie. And he, like, he stole that movie for me. I know he's a smaller part in it, but yes. he's the thing I always remember coming away from that movie was yes. just how good he is. No, he's brilliant in that. He's brilliant in shopping, um, which is quite an
2: achievement. he's not that great at film, to be honest. <laughs> he's, probably the, he's definitely the best thing in shopping other than
1: the soundtrack. Um, That's it's, it's funny, really isn't it, good. when an actor can, you know, Mm. An actor can do well in a film, even if the film is not good. That says something.
2: Oh, Yeah, but then I think it's like... Um, and weirdly enough, I think a lot of horror actors, you get it. It's like, mm. even, no matter how crap the film is, if Peter Cushion's in it, Peter Cushion's in yeah. It. yeah,
0: Vincent you know, if, Price. If, even if he's appeared in, mm.
2: Yeah, Vincent Price. Even if they've appeared in something awful, they themselves come away with a level of, you know, you still like them and you still think, oh, actually, no, they were good. They so yeah. were definitely... They were definitely in the plus column of the film, you know. Um, and he was—he's uh, also been Alfred to a like teenage Batman in the Gotham TV series. Okay. Uh, I think they were kind of thinking in the Michael Caine sense. Mm. Where it's like you had Michael Caine as Alfred in the Christian Bale ones. But I think they were going again. They sort of went a bit more rough
0: London rather than posh. Uh, posh English sort of C three Po Butler, which makes sense, uh, really. I mean, it's a man who makes weapons for a living, really. I mean, you've got to be a bit on your game. I it, mean,
2: yeah. I mean, well, I mean, even the one, uh, even the one who turned up in the Joker looked like he could give you a, a particularly good level. So uh, you know, even though he's not named, by, he's Yeah, he doesn't he isn't named by name? Sorry, that's the Joker. But uh, <laughs> um, also, uh, his character—they don't mention it. But he's Sergeant Wells, and he's, his his tags are uh, Sergeant Harry G Wells, so it's HG Wells. Mm. Ah, um, which is something I I'd never noticed until I um, until I watched this and was like researching about it because he's never mentioned. They only call him Sergeant on screen. Yeah, mm. at any point, I don't think they call him anything else. And actually, the corporal, um, the uh, Corporal uh, uh, is Bruce Campbell, Corporal Bruce Campbell. So that's oh, good, really? <laughs> another reference, yeah. But did you recognize him? The guy, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Corporal Bruce Campbell, a guy called Thomas Lockyer. Um, he was uh, the dodgy journalist in ultraviolet, which is something that I think we should
0: just. We should just do a bonus episode on Monday. Oh, do you know what I? I you bought that for me for my birthday or something about 20 years ago, and I watched it then, yeah, and I've not watched time, it again yeah. since. Yeah. Um. So I've got it somewhere, but yeah, I remember very little about it.
2: Yeah, yeah. He turns up as a dodgy journalist in that, but he's. was uh, he, he was in Luther. He was the husband who, even uh, his missus are smuggling diamonds. The wife gets kidnapped and he can't tell the smugglers. That yes, tell the yes, 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 yes. Um, the reason that he, they can't find the diamonds is the missus has swallowed them and was going to put through customs. That's right. Um, yeah. But he's just, uh, most of these people have done, done the rounds on, like, you know, apart from Kevin McKidd and uh, Liam Cunningham, most of the cast of this are really just sort of, it's more TV than anything else yeah. that they've done. You know, and it, it
0: very much—I've forgotten just how much the shooting of this looked like a—it looked like a British made-for-TV mm. film. Mm. It's uh, not to say it looked cheap, no. but it had that very made-for-TV air, <clears throat> which is why I remembered watching it again. Now I was like, "Oh yeah," because I remember the first time I was like, "Oh," uh, once I saw what the quality of filming was like, I was like, "When these werewolves come out, they are going to be pretty shoddy," and then when they come out, I was like. Fucking hell, they're amazing. They look so good.
1: They might be aliens I
0: mean, a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I they've
2: got those the weird stones, really.
1: Because
2: mm. I think that's kind of where they're going for with, you know, I think they were going for aliens mm. as one of the templates of it. Mm.
3: Um,
2: but I do, because in my head, this that's how werewolves look. It's this. And the howling are my yeah. head cannon werewolves so it's not sort of cuddly bear face that you get with universal yeah and it's not the um like an actual wolf like american werewolves yeah. or something like that it's like this where it's like the uh, a wolf's head on uh, and a bipedal body
0: yeah um, but with those extra long yeah, legs yeah. At the bottom, mm-hmm. so they've got mm-hmm. that so they can run basically and jump and that. Yeah, dexterity. Um,
2: all the werewolves were played by um, dancers as well, so that's why they're quite uh. sort of limber and can. Mm. Uh, although Claire's one of Claire's favourite bits was the um, uh, the bit with the the spindly hand coming through the letterbox. <laughs> yeah, and then
0: and then just getting that good. Fucking hammering. <laughs> I, it's just I, the I, fact he doesn't miss a beat. Hitting in yeah. the nails, hitting on the hand, just keeps yeah. going.
2: And it was at that point that Claire said, Is this film meant to be funny?
0: And I was like, right. Oh no, it's yeah,
2: it's, yeah, it knows what it's about. Because it like, right. I think at that point it was like, That's possibly laughable. And I was yeah. like, like, bless her, I know that there have been times when she's, I think she approaches the subject now is this, am I allowed to laugh? <laughs> yeah. Are you going to get pissed <laughs> yeah. off if you really like this film? And yeah. You know, I'm pointing out the flaws by pissing myself laughing, but I
0: was like, no, no, this, this is a funny film. Uh, it's it's I funny, I like
2: hearing British people
0: swear anyway, I think. <laughs> so it's funny you say that. That is a, a thing I, I've found quite a lot with audiences. Um, like you go into something and, yeah, there's that kind of atmosphere and it's like, is that really bad or is it meant to be? uh, And it takes a little Mm. while just to foot it out. Um, Yeah. And this is a perfect example because it starts off so horrifically. Mm. Obviously before even the opening credits, Mm. you have that couple getting murdered. Mm-hmm. um and then uh, all of the military stuff it's all very serious yeah. and then the comedy kind of as you say starts to creep in pretty much from when sarge gets his guts ripped down they kind of force them back in and he's getting hold of cooper by the collar and shouting they're not going they won't <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. and uh, from there the comedy just kind
1: of seeps further and further i like um, the uh, the fist fight not that the werewolf Fought back much at that point, but the guy just
0: punched
1: him. <laughs> like, like, but
0: he's run out of everything. He's like, Right, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to fight. But I, I love that as well,
2: where he's just sitting there and he keeps, because that was one of the other touchstones of things they talk about. And, and obviously, they mention it in it in Zulu. Yeah. And they're talking about the Battle of Rourke's Drift
0: and it's just when mm. the other one turns and just goes, You're bloody loving this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the thing. I think if you're a soldier and that's what you've always wanted, like a scenario mm-hmm. like that where you're like, all right, we went out on this training mission, it was going to be a boring night of sleep yeah. in the forest, and now I've got a real gun and I'm allowed to kill anything that moves. Like, that yeah. is a quick dream, really, isn't it? If, yeah. you're, like, if and, you're not inclined.
2: And you're allowed to insult a superior officer because he's a fucking mm. shitty bastard.
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> I um, think... No, no, after you. you, After you, sir. Oh, thank you. Um, I was going to say, there are a few things about this that did bug me slightly, um, that I did pick up on this time, only because I was making notes. One of them, when they first arrive at the cottage, and they're all clearly shooting the werewolves and they're not dying, Megan turns to them at one point and says, I know how to kill them. And uh, ultimately, Cooper tells her to shut up and help her, help him carry Sarge upstairs. They never revisit that. So she says, I know how uh-huh. you to kill them. They never re-ask her, and she never again says, um, sorry, guys, uh, you, you're wasting all your ammo. I did tell you I know what to do to kill it. Nobody ever asks her as well why she's firing that camera off to, to scare them, like the flash things to be hmm. freaking them out. And nobody at any point says, um, what's what's that about? Why are we not trying that? It's yeah. Yeah, There's a few things in it there.
2: It does get it does get itself in a bit of muddle, and I think also, I it it does explain um, Megan's sort of betrayal, yeah. If it is that, but I think because it's interesting, you've got the character who's like essentially the wise figure, yeah, like the professor type or whatever like that. So Megan comes in and she's explaining everything, and she's had experience of the. She knows the wolves. She knows the area, and so on and so forth. Mm. And you're like, why? Why are, would you be helping them if you're also one of them? Yeah. But as it becomes apparent, it's the thing where she says that, um, you know, she she came to study the werewolves and ended up getting turned. Yeah. But she's actually thinking that they're part of Ryan's unit and would get her out of there. Yeah. yeah. She's kind of stuck in this situation where I suppose, much like with Near Dark, it's well I suppose there's strength in numbers, would you would you go off away from these people? Are you gonna survive outside of like the pack? Yeah. Yeah. So so that side of it does make sense, but it does also sort of beg the question, well, you know so presumably Captain Ryan isn't aware that she is a werewolf. Otherwise, yeah. they'd have just captured her because he's sort of like there's only meant to be one,
0: yeah. Mm.
2: I do, mind you, I do like that as well. Where it's that's a bit of something that doesn't come up again, but it's like when they're going through the wrecked camp, mm. like the special forces camp, and it's like nets, uh, mm. trank darts, and basically, you know, animal hunting kit. Yeah, and they don't sort of make too much of a bones about it, but it's this lovely idea that you've got this, you know, this height who would be kind of the obvious version of the film, where it's like that they, they go off to,
0: but you get the opposite side of it, where it's actually the squadies who yeah, up the people who were in. just the bait, effectively, mm-hmm. end up the ones in a position of power. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you're right, actually, yeah. But I, but I do like the sort of
2: thing that there is like this whole ops team and they've gone out there and they're they're clearly like military research. It's like cabin in the woods or whatever like that, where they've gone out yeah. and these things and so on and so forth. And um yeah, I think that's a I I do like I like that. I mean there's um, the um
0: oh, I've some bloody training there. Back on. Never mind that. <laughs> um the only other thing i did have here was if presumably they're turning involuntarily all of them Mm. i kind of assumed but she doesn't and she doesn't turn until after she's told them so i wasn't quite sure how that worked out or if i'd missed something maybe or
2: well well, the thing is they don't i don't think they because there is the whole conversation of it might be just like needing a it might just be like needing a piss, you know. You've got to go, you've got to go, yeah. But it could be like having a shit, yeah. You know, needing to have a shit where you, you know you're not just gonna drop your trousers and pinch one off, are you? yeah. You can hold but it in. So is she holding back, you know, the family? That's what they do, yeah. They, I mean, that, that's another thing that doesn't come up in it as well. And I love the little. Three Little Pigs reference as well where it's yeah. like, well, they're mad and it's like well we've, uh, we've We're slept just... in their beds they're all their porridge um, but that, like they've had they've got stock like the, the dinner table all set mm. they've obviously gone out to werewolf it off in preparation to come back and just have dinner yeah yeah um, and but the thing is is that no one actually gets to the thing where um, they're probably eating
0: human yeah i, wonder. <laughs> I know it's that like this one yeah well he yeah. said what are you eating i don't know it's probably pork yeah and i was yeah. like yeah that's gonna come back but it doesn't it just kind of gets left but yeah as you say when yeah. it gets to the end and they have got the corpses in the basement oh, yeah. You're like, yeah shit that probably is somebody they've just been
2: yeah fascinating fact that some of the bodies in the uh, in the basement are left over corpses from event horizon oh nice so yeah they were obviously just doing the rounds. <laughs> um i love the and one thing i, I love because of how they've obviously had to do it of how they've had to film it is i love the werewolf vision
0: yes especially,
2: and... especially in the bit where ryan is using the night vision goggles
0: yeah
2: so he's got like a night vision scope so it's that classic sort of iraq green yeah. Uh, yeah. Sort of fuzzy look, and then the werewolves are looking, and it's basically broad daylight in black and white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And they've obviously they've obviously filmed that twice, where it's between you know they've shot at night and then they've shot during the day for the werewolf POV. But it's so well done. Yeah. That it's it's very seamless, and it must have taken you know it must take a lot of effort to make sure that it's shot to shot essentially. Yeah. And to make it marry up like that. And, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I think, but it's, and again, it just immediately is like, yeah, that's the disadvantage you're at. You've got all this technology and everything, you've got guns that don't work, obviously, but you've got all this technology, but they're better, you know, just, they are biologically better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, they, this is, this is what they do. And yeah, no amount of training or whatever like that is going to help in
0: any sort of situation. Um, yeah so I think this film definitely for me is undoubtedly a recommend Chris would you uh, recommend people check this out absolutely yeah I'm super pleased you suggested this Adam because as I say I think it's one of those films I always think I remember a lot better than I do so I probably wouldn't have gone back to it any time soon and it was such a treat to watch this afternoon it really was
2: it's always that's the other thing about it as well as i said to claire this is the essence of this is the essence of um like horror movies just pure enjoyment
0: yeah Mm -hmm. no
2: it's funny got a bit of gore got a bit of tension but in essence it's this is a gathering and a and uh, a lot of drink yeah Yeah, it goes very well with this film I, have, I am going to have to say this, though, because I got, I opened the DVD up and
3: uh, mm. I got
2: my Ooh. ticket from when I saw it at the cinema in there.
3: Wow, so nice.
2: So I saw this on the 13th of, of uh, March, 2002. Nice. Uh, at the Stir Century Romford. Uh, but more to the point. Right, here, here's one for you. So it's 2002.
0: Guess how much the ticket was. It's the century 2002. Yeah. Uh, three pound 80 5 five pound fifty. Oh, see, it was a rip off even
2: then. I don't know. I still think that that's compared to the does five pound fifty buying you much. I mean, actually, no, in fairness, there's the uh, there's the uh, oh, I can't think what's bloody called. What is the cinema at the Liberty now? What's it? What is
0: it oh, uh, premiere. Oh, Premier, oh, yeah.
2: Right. like the premiere you probably is still around round about that price
0: yeah about the same price now yeah yeah
2: but if you go anywhere else that's not that and getting your hot dog
0: well it's it's funny because obviously the the brewery just down the road um is a view cinema and that used yeah. to be yeah like 12 quid a mm. seat 12 13 quid and since Premiere has opened and set does everything for a fiver, yeah. View, yeah, have dropped their prices now to like six quid. But I don't think, it's obviously not going to be across all Views, so they've just no. done it for that one specific one because they've got such close competition.
2: Mm. Well, there's a cine World in Harlow and me and Claire have worked out that, and this is absolute truth, because, because fortunately of how cheap view like that one romford view cinema is
3: yeah
2: it's actually cheaper and that this includes petrol it's cheaper for us to drive to romford from harlow (laughs) and watch stuff at the view than it is to drive like five minutes up the road and go to the uh because it is just mentally overpriced yeah it's like i think What was it we were going to go and see? We were going to, I think it was like Rogue One or something like that. We were going to go and see, and it was like nearly 30 quid. The two of us. That's not including anything else. That was just the actual ticket.
0: Yeah, like like I say, you chuck chuck your popcorn and your drinks and everything else on top. Like, you're looking at 50 quid for two of you to go to the cinema for nights. Mental. Exactly.
2: I mean, but yeah, I think it's, yeah. I mean, I've got to say, Neil Marshall also did the descent. Yes. Yes. That is a cracking film, and also genuinely features some of the tensest moments in a film that you are so pleased when the monsters turn up, because uh, I don't know if you've seen it, Chris. Basically, it's um, it's like the female equivalent of Dog Soldiers in a way, in that mm. it's a group of women who go potholing. Uh. and. The potholing goes awry.
1: That, that's that's a horror film in itself.
2: Exactly. That's why I've never seen it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that is painful. Seriously, when the monsters turn up, it's uh, yes. a <laughs> because you're just you're just worried about weird blind bat creatures. Yeah. Rather than I'm stuck <laughs> in a pothole or I've got a compound fracture, it really is yeah. um, But also, he did Doomsday. You will receive mixed responses on that. Mm-hmm. I say it's excellent. Lee really doesn't like it. No, um, but also he did the recent Hellboy, the 2019 oh. Hellboy, which I know Shit. I've not seen, mostly out of loyalty to um, uh,
0: the Ron Perlman series, mm. and, not. and not bothering as well. <laughs> Do you know what? It's funny. I know I slagged it off for a good 20 minutes and then after we cut the recording I suddenly remembered something else that really annoyed me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to bring it up now. Um, No apparent reason the demon which is second in command to um, uh, oh, what's her name? Scarlett Johansson not Scarlett Johansson um Anyway, so there's a female character. She's in Ultraviolet and uh, the Resident Evil movies.
2: Oh, Mila Jozevich.
0: Yes. So she's followed around by an actual physical demon with a Scouse accent. Very nice. <laughs> it just doesn't work. Like, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with a Scouse accent. Demons don't have Scouse accents. It just was like
1: unless it's a comedy
0: exactly and this wasn't supposed to be a comedy well i think that that wasn't supposed to be a comedy but was hilarious the bits that were supposed to be comedy made me want to punch myself in the balls it was just an absolute nightmare of an experience
2: i can honestly say that's definitely where i would say something falls down comedically it's like, did it make you laugh? No, I wanted to punch myself in the ball. <laughs> you know, I think at that point, it's definitely changed his career time. Um, but he also is, uh, he's been directing TV, but uh, all sort of like pretty big sort of shows, directed episodes of Game of Thrones, Hannibal, Westworld, mm-hmm. Constantine, Black Sails. And he's, nice. doing a, he's doing a film called The Reckoning, which is apparently an, another horror film. But I think this is, yeah, again, he's written it. So I think this is more going to be hopefully a return to form.
0: I think uh, that's the it. thing. He, he appears if he write and directs, he's on the ball and is excellent. But the problem is with everything, doesn't matter how good a director you are. If you're handed a piece of shit to direct, you've no, been I mean. handed a piece of shit. Like you just can't fix it. Whereas, at least with stuff like Doc Soldiers, obviously he's got a lot more control and it, it's, it's giving him a chance to shine. So I'd love to see him come back to horror.
2: Yo, oh, definitely. Apparently, his favourite film as a kid was Carry On Screaming. Yes. So mm. You can't fault a man for that, can you? UAF, <laughs> um, the name of the family, is Celtic for horror and the sixth letter of the Ogham alphabet.
3: It's nice. a
2: sim- symbol of death and rebirth in Celtic astrology. Um, Mm. The the photo of Sergeant Wells's wife mm. is Neil Marshall's sister. Mm. Okay. <laughs> and the character Eddie Oswald is a name that's mentioned in other films as well. It's like a, a signature of Neil Marshall. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, there's mm. a, there's, a, there's always an Eddie Oswald story. He never turns up in the films, but he's always mm. he's always, described. Uh, he always gets gets a mention. Yeah. Obviously Kevin McKidd was uh, Tommy in Transport. And uh, yeah, uh, it fell foul of catch it eye blinding, poor man. Um, but yeah, there's you know, uh, and Liam Cunningham. First thing I saw him in was uh, Cracker, and it was only when I was researching this that I found out that was like his third job ever. Oh, wow. third t- like third. I- I'm assuming he'd done sort of stage acting, but I think it was like his third or fourth actual gig. Yeah, um, playing a, a villain in that with a very young John Tim. and oh, uh, they, were, they were really good. They, it was a, a good, uh, a very good episode. So I've been a fan of his for years, Eddie was in, he was in uh, a Doctor Who story called Cold War. Interestingly enough, the guy who played Spoon was also in a Doctor Who story called uh, Time of the Angels, Flesh and Stone, mm-hmm. and in that he is an army member. And the guy who runs his unit in that is played by Captain Friendline. Oh right, so, nice. So he clearly plays subordinate figures to <laughs> <Memphis and laughs> Game of Thrones cast on a regular basis. Yeah. <laughs> so, but Liam Cunningham is coming up. Uh, he is going to be. Um, he's going to be the voice of Man at Arms, the new He mm-hmm. Man that they're doing. Oh, I, okay. feel, I, I feel that's a good sort of I would see him as that sort of figure. Yeah, yeah. He an definitely. Um and obviously that's the one where Mark Hamill is going to be skeletal. for. So mm. fuck yeah. Yeah, that
0: sounds yeah. good. Yeah. yeah.
3: Um,
2: but I'm gonna uh, this is something else that I'm gonna try and check out though, is he's in a film called Let Us Pray, felt P R E Y. Mm. And basically mm. he it looks to be a bit like a sort of Scottish version of the prophecy, okay. You know, the uh, Christopher Walken film. Yeah. Where it's basically he's this guy who turns up at a police station uh, with no ident- uh, identification or anything, and he's taken into the cells, and he's basically there to pass judgment on everyone in the building. Oh, okay. And that I, I had a look at the trailer for it. Looks looks like it could be very good. I mean, it might be a piece of shit. But, you know, I'm, it's definitely what I'm going to try and
0: uh, check out. Cool. Because uh, he's cool anyway. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Mm. Um, cool. Right. So, um, for our next episode, um, we are again doing a listener request, I believe. Yes. Is that right, yeah. Adam? Yes. Joseph Watson
2: got in touch. And, uh, hey, Todd Joseph. Lisa. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Hope you're in, hope you're enjoying your weekly dose of oh well I don't know what else you know what other weekly doses he's receiving. <laughs> um, um, but uh, yes, and he said that he's uh, uh, much the same as everyone else. Of course, of, you know we're all we're all stuck indoors, so we're all catching up on various things, and he's just caught up on Midsummer. And yes. uh, would like to see what we thought of it now. To, now at the moment. I haven't seen Midsummer. Oh. So I am. Um, I thought I was definitely up for this because it gives me my excuse to finally get rid I've got, I've got it. I'm just. It's, not watched uh, it yet. Not watched it yet. So this is my driving factor to definitely make sure that I watch it. Uh, obviously from Ari Aster, who did Hereditary. I fucking love Hereditary. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm really looking forward to this
0: really good really strange film um oh yeah. you've said my favorite word oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so again it's uh, it's the same for me i saw i saw it when it first came out thoroughly enjoyed it um but it is a uncomfortable watch so i probably wouldn't have gotten around to it anytime soon so it's a perfect excuse for me to get back on it and and re-watch it and and uh take some notes um so yeah excellent thank you very much for contacting us joseph and uh, yeah, we'll be excellent. covering that for you next week excellent right thanks so much for listening everybody um don't forget to send us your hashtag ask welcome to horrors um tell us what you've been watching uh yeah. give us some ideas if you have caught something that you think we might have missed that might slip through the net um
1: yeah. we'd really appreciate it
2: classics you've reviewed and you
1: yeah. would like to hear us have a, have a butcher yeah. Or just tell us t- how wrong we are about everything
0: yeah we, we're totally agreeable with that as well or you know even, or even to just
2: write in and just say isn't fucking Sean
0: Pertwee great Oh, that made me happy yeah I love Sean Pertwee <laughs> right thanks ever so much for listening we'll see you next week for Midsummer. Good night. stay safe yeah, good
1: Night.
0: yeah yes, stay safe in your house and stuff